0: Ram JMI Wealth, Andrew Callagher, good morning.
1: Yeah, morning, Mike. Contact, first cab off the rank. Yep, we're starting to move into reporting season now in New Zealand and Australia, so we'll get plenty of updates about how our local companies are going. Yes, first cab off the rank yesterday was Contact Energy. Now, Mike, Contact is what we call a gen tailor, so it's involved in power generation, but it's also a retail player. Uh, The bit in the middle, the bit between the two, uh between generation and retail. That's the infrastructure run by TransPower and your local lines company. That bit's regulated. Now, power generators very much front of mind at the moment following that power outage we saw recently, lots of finger pointing there. But it, I think it's also got the conversation started and got people think about the future of power generation. So expect expect plenty of focus on that as the various gen tailors report. Now contact, how'd they go? Earnings five hundred and fifty-three million, probably a smidge. Very technical term that, a smidge ahead of analyst expectations. Good result, I'd call it strong, uh, particularly in comparison to the previous year, which so up 50% on last year's number. Uh, They also issued guidance for increased profitability next year, so all good on that front. Now, the second half of the financial year, that was very dry, so the contact was able to sell power to hydro-constrained market participants at pretty attractive prices because contact does have thermal generation. Now, they've launched a strategy called Contact 26. The aim of that is, uh, in their terms, to deliver decarbonisation to New Zealanders, so uh, connecting New Zealanders to renewable, the renewable development pipeline. They have approved, or they've given the go-ahead for the new Tauhara geothermal plant. They have an ongoing strategic review of their own thermal generation. And Mike, we haven't talked about, actually, the Southern Green Hydrogen Project. That's where Context teamed up with Meridian, um, looking at the potential for using TY Energy, assuming it's not going to manufacture aluminium for the manufacture of hydrogen. So that we'll sort of keep an eye on that because it's quite an interesting project. I did notice one comment, which is a bit of a reality check for us, really, from the CEO. He said there was no doubt, his words, no doubt, that flexible thermal generation would still be required as the sector moves towards the 100% renewable target. So we've got to be able to cope with that peaking issue, you know, peak power demand. Share price, Mike, a little reaction yesterday down two cents.
0: Now, A2, what's the story? um, Someone sniffing?
1: Yeah, well, we don't know. And I think uh, that's the one thing I do want to stress. So A2 Milk, it was up 72 cents yesterday. So that's an 11.4% gain. So it's a material move. Now, A2, Mike, it's gone from uh, being what we called a growth stock. So people priced in a heck of a lot of future growth. That saw the price go to $21.50. Then had a series of announcements, downgrades, insider selling, which saw the price fall to $5.56. So all of a sudden it was a value stock. It was underpriced. Now, there are takeover rumors. So it's covered every base recently. Um, Mike, I don't like to talk about unsubstantiated stories like this, but when you get this sort of move, you do need to explain it. So A2MILT reports its results on August the 26th. As I said, it's had a string of disappointing announcements, so there's a lot of focus on this one because if it was negative. Again, you see further weakness in the share price. Now, the in the Aussie press yesterday, there's a story suggesting the global giant Nestle could be interested in A2 milk. Now, Nestle, big player in powdered milk products, lots of partnerships around the world, world's biggest infant formula maker. To my knowledge, Mike, there is nothing at the moment to substantiate this, um, but it was enough to get the share price significantly higher yesterday. So we'll just, we'll wait and see, I guess. That's the only thing we can do. Okay, numbers. Yeah, the Dow Jones actually was down before I started talking, and now it's up. Look at that magic! Yeah, that's what that's what happens. You know, thirty five thousand five hundred and twenty seven up ten points. Um, the S and P five hundred down two four four six five, and the Nasdaq fourteen thousand seven hundred and seventy one down fifty one points. Europe was a bit weak yesterday. Uh, Mike, the FTSE one hundred down sixty five, just under one percent seven one five three. The Nikkei twenty seven thousand five hundred and twenty three. That was down one point six. It's been quite volatile recently. Shanghai comms it up 1,3517. The ASX 200 lost 46 points yesterday. Points. People are starting to get a bit more worried now about the COVID issue over there. 7,582 was the close. We lost 44 cents on the NZX. 44 points on the NZX 50, 12,720. On the currencies, one New Zealand dollar, 0.7016 against the US, 0.9561 Aussie, 0.5957 Euro. Put 5068 pounds, 76.62 yen. Gold, $1,786. And Brent crude, a little bit weaker, $69.62. Did you see the McLaren auction at Pebble Beach? Oh, gosh. You know, of all the things I did on the weekend, I did not see that. Mike. Well, you, pre- you, you
0: previewed it last week. I kept an oh. eye out over the weekend. McLaren good F1 man. went for $20.5 million. <laughs> Do you think it'll be driven? Do you think highest it would no, driven? No, you don't drive them. Highest price this year. You have a good one, mate. Appreciate it very much. Andrew Kelleher.